welcome to another episode of Parminio for the modern day chief of staff. On this episode, it's all about CEO mindset, what it means and what it means to you as the chief of staff. Before we get into the podcast, let's just review what we're going to cover here today. First of all, we are going to define um, what the CEO mindset, what does that mean? Okay, there's various definitions. I'm sure if you went out and did some research on it, you'd come up with different definitions. But we're going to use a definition that works for how we're going to kind of present the material today. Okay, um, and that makes sense for, for this particular usage. Second, we're going to talk about why it's important for you as the chief of staff to understand what the CEO mindset is. Why is it important to you? Why do you need to know? We're going to talk about that. Third, we're going to talk about common themes of, uh, of behaviors and actions and ways of thinking that are common to successful CEOs. If you look at, at a cross-section of CEOs, you'll see some common behaviors and some common actions and belief systems. And that's really what we're trying to point out uh, on this episode of Parminio, okay? Uh, we're going to give some specific examples of some CEOs that have been successful to further illustrate uh, the point of behaviors. Um, fourth, we're going to talk about just some, some important things that are always on the minds of CEOs, what they're thinking big picture-wise. And then fifth, we're going to talk about some uh, common behaviors among successful CEOs that came out of a project called the CEO Genome Project. And they distilled uh, all the behaviors down into what they called the four top behaviors that were uh, found across all successful top CEOs. So we're going to illustrate that um, to better understand what those are. Okay. All right. So first of all, let's get into uh, the podcast here. When we say CEO mindset, what, what does that mean? What's the definition of that? For our purposes, we're going to say it is a specific way of thinking, behaving, and acting, which is common to successful CEOs. It's a set of beliefs and behaviors and actions, which are common ways that um, CEOs act and behave. And so that's the definition. Now we'll get into what those are in terms of the, the specifics when we start talking about the common themes, okay? Um, but that's the definition we'll use for, for purposes of this podcast. Okay, now, uh, why? Why do you need to know this as a chief of staff? What's important about understanding the CEO mindset if you're going to be a chief of staff, if you're already a chief of staff, if you're interested in uh, what the chief of staff does, uh, why do you want to know? Well, um, first of all, you want to know what to expect. You're, a, you're planning to be or you are a trusted partner of the CEO. That means they trust you. They trust you to execute and implement their vision, their intent, their strategy. And so the more you understand what to expect and the more you can acclimate how you think in ways that mirror um, how CEO, uh, CEOs behave and act, 
uh, the easier it is it, that you'll be able to um, get into the role of chief of staff and do it in a way that's very successful. Also, you want to, you want to adopt and condition yourself, your mind, your brain, to have similar be beliefs and behaviors of a CEO. There's a reason why these people are successful, right? And it gets down to, again, their beliefs, their actions, their behaviors. They have specific ways of be behaving and believing, and those things come through in terms of their success. Uh, the last thing you want to do is be a partner, a trusted partner as your chief of staff, and really have a way of thinking um, that's different in terms of your belief systems. Um, for example, a lot of CEOs are going to look at things as what are the obstacles that we need to overcome to be successful? Not going to complain about them. Complaining about things doesn't get you anywhere. Formulating plans to overcome obstacles does. That's, again, a common way of thinking and belief among successful CEOs and successful people in any endeavor. Those people that have great success look at things in terms of opportunities. How do I turn this around? How do I remove this obstacle from my team so we can have great success? So you really want to understand um, the belief systems, the behaviors and actions of the CEO so you can um, you know, mirror them and adapt them for yourselves. And also so you know what to expect and what they're going to demand of you as a chief of staff. Okay, so it's important to know. All right, now as we get into what are some common themes, let's just, let's just talk about some basic stuff, um, kind of schedule-wise. What is common to CEOs in terms of a schedule um, when you look across a number of uh, successful CEOs? One of the things is rise early. Rise early, get up early. Early start to the day, that's a common theme. Tim Cook. Uh, allegedly gets up 3.45 a.m. every day. He gets up at 3.45 a.m. He's checking emails. He's checking uh, how products are doing in international and global markets. He's answering emails. He's in the gym by 5 a.m. working out and then in the office by 6.30 a.m. and starting his day. So rising early, common theme. Checking emails, checking what's going on right away, getting up and getting going, a common theme. Early morning workout, whether it's in the gym, meditation, you gotta stay rejuvenated, common theme. I would, I would say that's a, something that everybody should be doing to stay rejuvenated, mind and body fresh. Meditation, exercise, deep breathing exercises, all these things to keep us crisp and at the best shape that we can be. Okay, so rise early, checking emails. Tim Cook allegedly gets 800 emails a day, answers most of them, if not all of them, from what I understand. Um, one of the things that some successful CEOs will also want to do right away is get an early morning check on their schedule, meeting with their executive assistant, meeting with their chief of staff. Um, if you're the chief of staff, obviously you're going to be a part of that. Going through the schedule, what to expect, uh, what to be prepared for, any changes in the schedule. Obviously, if you're the chief of staff, that means maneuvering through the schedule, understanding, having 
foresight into the CEO schedule so that you can recommend any changes or options if needed. And you can um, serve as proxy or you can update them. So anticipation and understanding and knowing their schedule is key. All right. One quick thing, talk about um, meetings. A lot of CEOs say, well, the early part of their day will be meetings, status meetings, decision meetings, those two types, right? Tim Cook, uh, allegedly, used to, may still have uh, his staff meeting on Sunday nights before Monday. So Sunday night kickoff with the staff meeting. So again, if you are the chief of staff and you're working for Tim Cook, uh, probably a good chance you're going to be a part of that meeting <laughs> and a good chance you're going to be helped structuring and driving and preparing for that meeting, right? So um, you understand rise early, checking emails, working through the schedule to see what's going on for today and for the week and changes that need to be made and you as chief of staff anticipating things. These are all things that you're going to want to be prepared for. Um, one of the things they say in the military about the commander is the commander sets the battle rhythm for the unit. The CEO is setting the pace for the organization in the same way here and how the CEO runs the schedule and how the CEO runs uh, their meetings. He's setting the pace and you as the chief of staff are going to have to mirror and replicate that and keep setting the pace on your end. You remember. As the chief of staff, you're representing the office of the CEO. You need to represent and mirror that in many, in all respects, the same way as the CEO does. Everybody in the organization is looking at the CEO. His behaviors, what she does, what time they come into the office, how they react to things, facial expressions, all these things will tip people off. They're all cues and social cues and social behaviors that people will react to. So um, you want to be very well aware of how your CEO is setting the pace and the rhythm and what they're, what they're demonstrating through their actions and behaviors. And you want to replicate positive actions and behaviors as well. Okay, so it's important to understand um, how they set the pace. Um, many times throughout the morning, staff meetings, decision meetings, status update meetings, right? Um, if you're taking part in these, uh, there's likely that there's going to be outcomes of these meetings where you're going to need to follow up on. And so be prepared for those types of things, right? That's a kind of an early look at what a CEO schedule looks like throughout um, the early part of the day. Um, a lot of CEOs work long hours. Jeff Emelt for uh, General Electric worked 100 hour weeks for 24 years, right? He was incredibly disciplined and very, very strict. And that's another common theme that you hear among successful CEOs. Discipline, strict. They stick to a schedule. They'll vary it if needed but they wanna be really buttoned up and disciplined in their approach. No surprises. One thing about Tim Cook is he's known to have marathon meetings and ask questions incessantly, wants to know everything about a topic inside and out and make sure that you do as well, okay? So disciplined, 
asking a lot of questions, strict and reliable. Those are some more common themes and behaviors among successful CEOs. So you got to get your mindset to mirror them and understand how they're thinking. And this is how they think. All right. If you think about some more things, um, common themes, emails, calls, calls with clients, internal calls, internal meetings, external meetings, client calls, internal meetings, preparing for potential speeches, reviewing performance data on a daily basis. And then, of course, there's the bigger items that the CEO really has to do. He has to set the vision. Make sure people have resources that are needed to execute the objectives and goals of the organization. So resources needed, human, financial, those are big ones. Making sure that we're delivering value to customers, again, top of mind. And then, of course, uh, capital financial decisions and understanding what's going on in the capital markets, raising money if needed. And then last, one of the big things from all CEOs, really, they want to have their, their pulse on the organization. What's going on? What's the culture like? What are people thinking? What are people feeling? Are they aligned with the vision and goals? Are they motivated? Are they inspired? CEO wants to keep their hand on the pulse. Many times they have a hard time doing that given their, their schedule and they're busy. Um, so as a chief of staff, one of the things you're gonna to wanna to do is really help them to keep their, their finger on the pulse as well. So they know, are people aligned with the vision? Do they buy into it? Is the culture positive? Right? Is it trusting? Do they see what the CEO sets in terms of vision? And are they inspired by it? All these things are very important, okay? All right, now, kind of getting into um, the CEO Genome Project. It was a project that was done, and there's an article in uh, Harvard Business Review if you want to read it. They, they looked at behaviors across successful CEOs. And they looked and they said, well, here's, here's the four ones we find that are most common among the top successful CEOs. So again, it's important to understand this as well. Number one, they decide with conviction. So when they make decisions, there's a lot of conviction. They don't necessarily belabor it a great deal. Um, they decide, they decide with conviction, they move forward. And if you think about it, if a CEO has got a lot of experience and they have a lot of tacit knowledge, you know, undercover, deep knowledge from an industry and from working, they develop a deep set of mental models and heuristics, right? And so when they're thinking through things, they're thinking through what are the big picture items that affect decisions? What are the leverage points, right? What's important? And if they know the main things that are what's important that are going to impact the decision um, because of their vast experience, it makes it a lot easier for them to make a decision. They don't have to have a lot of angst over it. So that's one thing that you'll see. And that means for you as the chief of staff is really understanding what are the important factors for them in making decisions. Only you won't only want to make them aware of those things. Things that are not so important and don't matter for the decisions basis, um, keep those things off their plate. But that's one thing that you as a chief of staff want to discern over time or through working with the CEO. What's important to them in their decision basis? What's not important? Keep the stuff that's not important off their plate. 
Secondly is what's called engaging for impact. Uh, that means have, making sure that the team is engaged and on board. They buy into the vision, they buy into the goals, they buy into what the objectives that have been set. Um, this can involve things such as stakeholder buy-ins analysis. If you're a CEO, you wanna make some big changes. Looking through your staff and teams and say, who's likely to buy into this and who's not? And then how do I get those people to buy in? What are, what are people's stakes in these decisions? Because that can make a big impact in terms of who's on board and who needs to be uh, massaged a little bit to get everybody going the same direction. So if you're the you're a chief of staff, one of the things it's good to have is a good a good skill set of stakeholder analysis and buy-in uh, techniques so you can help them um, engage their teams through this type of analysis, right? Um, and there's lots of resources out there. Uh, we'll be doing a bot podcast on that, by the way, to, to help out as well. Uh, third is adapting, proactively adapting to changes, being nimble, um, understanding your success and what got you there, but also adapting to things and changing as needed. Um, and so for that one, it's just a good to be a counterbalance on some of the CEO's thinking, right? If you're the chief of staff, that means you're, you're helping them to adapt their thinking over time. Yes, you want to understand their decision-making uh, basis, but you also want to have your own knowledge and skill sets and from time to time help them to evolve, and the CEOs will appreciate that. Fourth, the fourth behavior from the CEO Genome Project was reliability. CEOs are reliable. And if you think about when we looked at the common themes from their schedule and how they work, in how they conduct their days. They're disciplined and they're strict and they deliver results, right? So reliable and disciplined, they go hand in hand. If you think about your, your partner as the CEO, you as well as the chief of staff need to be reliable and disciplined, right? And so they're gonna be looking at you for that you need to look at yourself to deliver that because that's a key thing they need to be. So you need to be extremely reliable and disciplined as well because obviously those things will help to um, increase and build trust, okay? All right, so those were the top four things from the CEO Genome Project and you can see uh, many things in there, having knowledge of them can help you as a chief of staff. You can see they, de they deliver with conviction based upon specific um, decision factors. You, as the chief of staff, want to understand how they think and how they make decisions so that you can feed them the right information and keep the bad stuff that's not needed, keep it off the plate, don't clog it up, don't pollute their decision-making process. Second, when they want to engage for impact, move the organization. You can be a great asset to them if you understand stakeholder buying and analysis getting people and influencing people to get on board with the vision. Um, that's another skill set that uh, the chief of staff can have that can make themselves very valuable to a CEO. Third, adapting and helping them to adapt. New ways of thinking, challenging their thoughts sometimes, moving forward with that. And then fourth, um, being reliable. And that's important to a CEO, and it's us. It's very important for a chief of staff to model that behavior as well. 
All right, so in review, we talked about the definition of CEO mindset and what it is. We talked about why it's important for a, uh, a chief of staff to have a really good understanding of what CEO mindset is. And I think after we walk through all this stuff, it's, it's apparent now why it's important, right? The better understanding you have of what the CEO mindset is and how they think, um, the better you can, you can match up with that, perform and deliver value to them. Third, we talked about common themes. We started with their, how they think about schedules, the rise early, answering emails, checking, checking markets, early staff meetings, meetings throughout the morning, decision meetings, status update meetings, you being there, reviewing their schedule, preparing them, understanding what's happening so you can anticipate and, and take action when, when it's needed. Uh, fourth, we talked about common things that CEOs are thinking about. Setting the vision. Is everybody on board? What's the team doing like? Does people have the resources needed to overcome the obstacles that we're facing? Are we delivering value to customers? What's our capital situation? And what is the pulse of this organization and, and help me keep my fingers on that? Those are all important to, to CEOs. And we talked finally about the CEO genome project and what the big uh, factors were there and how you as a chief of staff can understand those and exploit those to become a more valuable partner. Okay, so thank you once again for listening to uh, another episode of Parmenio and all about the CEO mindset. Thank you again.